Welcome to the Maximize Medicare Weekly. It's Medicare season. We've got October 5th, Medicare ABCs, a free virtual presentation. We've got Medicare updates, what to look for. And we've got the upcoming individual health insurance enrollment period beginning on November 1st. Let's get started. Medicare can seem confusing and scary, but it doesn't have to be. It's true, Medicare has complicated rules, a new language, and possible penalties. There are a dizzying number of options. The great news is that you can benefit from Medicare rules if you have unbiased expert guidance. Get your free guidance from J.O., a nationally recognized Medicare expert and author of the best-selling Maximize Your Medicare. Call the number on the screen today. Hi, everybody. My name is J.O. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare, this book, available on Amazon, pretty much anywhere you can buy a book. Thank you so much for all the positive reviews that you've posted there already. All right, before we get too much into it, I'm going to address SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, and the fact that Ruth Ginsburg passed away over the past few days. Now, I'm not going to get into the politics of whether or not the incumbent president has the right to you know, nominate a sitting president just prior to an election. I'm not going to get into politics. People, subscribers know this about me already. Look. I'm not here to adjudicate fairness and stuff like that. I'm here to help you understand implications and how the rules actually work and how it affects your financial planning, how it affects your financial outcomes. That's it. That's it, right? If you're interested in, in partisanship, go to another channel. This is the wrong place, I promise, okay? However, there is no doubt that what's happened is a combination of events is going to occur, which is you right now you have eight, eight, not nine Supreme Court justices. And one of the cases sitting in front of the Supreme Court can invalidate the Affordable Care Act. Okay. Take down the entirety. Now, this is pretty troublesome and worrisome for those persons who have something called a pre-existing condition. Because part of the Affordable Care Act was to take away the ability of insurance companies to deny your application based on pre-existing condition. Well, what's a pre-existing condition to people who are, who are diabetic? You already know that prior to the Affordable Care Act, your application was likely to be denied entirely. The Affordable Care Act makes this impossible. Now, 2020 has been an incredible year. I think that that's the nicest possible way for me to describe it. One of those pre-existing conditions can easily be that you have the antigen to COVID-19. Absolutely. In fact, in other versions of, you know, all of the resources that I provide, this video, this channel, be sure to subscribe, by the way. The newsletter, I have been telling you, look, the sellers of financial contracts aren't interested in selling you situations protection when it, the situation's more volatile. And when something becomes more volatile, they want to say no. That's their natural inclination. They're calculators. What's an input here that increases your variance, your, you know, the, the amount of risk? You having COVID-19 or even if you didn't have any 
symptoms, even if you had a light case and you fully recovered, the fact of the matter is that we don't know what the long run effects of COVID-19 are. So if you're the seller of protection, health insurance, life insurance, long-term care insurance, you'd rather say no. That's how you're built. That's how your calculations are built. And I'm giving you an insight here on how they're actually thinking about these issues. How do I know this? I've already showed on previous videos complicated formulas which have to do with, you know, the bell curve and the fact that, you know, it could be fat tail risk, et cetera, et cetera, black swan, et cetera, et cetera. This, you know, other complicated stuff. The bottom line, the bottom line, the thing that you have to take away is that the sellers aren't interested in selling when they, when things are out of control, when things are more volatile. Well, COVID-19 certainly describes that. So, the takeaway here from the controversy that you see in the news, turn on, by, for those of you who don't know, turn on the news for about three minutes, right? When you have the fact that the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, is up for debate in front of the Supreme Court and possibly being judged upon during the election period, what could happen is the Affordable Care Act could be taken down. Now, what does this mean for everyday people? It's my top thought that for those persons who have either number one, they have health insurance, you have qualified health insurance, okay? If you have qualified health benefits under your health insurance plan, you keep them, especially if you have a pre-existing condition. Number two, if you've been on the fence, okay, I probably enroll in individual health insurance now, meaning by now, I mean that period starts on November 1st. And the reason is, I'm. if you think through all of the financial advice, the financial tips, hints, whatever you want to call them, it's not advice because your individual advice, I know, need to know a lot about you. But in general, the principle is, the idea is that you're trying to, take away the reasons that the sellers can say no. And here's one. Very, very clear. So that's the two of you. Number one, you have existing health insurance. You need to keep going, especially if you have a pre-existing condition, right? Because you could possibly not be able to re-enroll later. The second one is if you're on the fence, you want to try to enroll on November 1st, effective on January November 1st, which would take effect on January 1st of 2021. The reason is that I think that what can happen is even if the Affordable Care Act is struck down, that those persons that are existing policyholders stay intact, therefore preserving your protection under health insurance. It's basically Medicare season now. So the official annual election period starts on October 15th. My public presentations are going to be starting in earnest today, right? And private groups have enrolled or have signed up, have me speak to their individual, you know, sessions. Those number of Osher Lifelong Learning Institutes, thank you very much for responding in kind for your membership. 
For the public, you can see the banner up there on your screen, which is Medicare ABCs is free. It's a virtual online session. It's on October 5th. We are running out of spaces quickly. You need to pre-register and due to technology, you know, there are limits to the number of people that I can let into the session. I'm gonna be in describing all of the parts to Medicare, as well as importantly, how Part D, Medicare Advantage, I will know, know what the changes for 2021 will be by October 5th. I'll be able to make comments at that point. So be sure to enroll. It's very important. Do so today. Give you an idea of what my sketch is like. I understand they're crackling on the previous segments. I don't have time to re-record, et cetera, et cetera. You'll forgive me for that. Okay. Under Medicare, we've got two parts that are going to move. Okay. Number one is Part D. 2021 will bring, you know, probably what I expect more volatility. And every year I keep saying the same thing, right? Which is that the order of what's best for you given your list, given the very, it, it's a crazy business. Pharmaceutical distribution is a crazy business for the consumer because you've got formulary, meaning your drugs and the, the approved drug list. They're your prescriptions. There are the pharmacies. All three of these mix up every single year in different combinations. Okay. And what ends up happening is what's best for you meaning cheapest for you, of course, this is a money matter, is subject to change every year. In 2021, the you know elephant in the room, the biggest moving factor for me is going to be the fact that insulin at certain plans is going to be capped at $35 a month copay. Okay, for, for many people, this is going to mean a change. If you're on insulin, it unless you've been super lucky, and purely random, which is that your plan is going to be that plan that handles insulin in this way in 2021, outside of that, you're likely going to have a better plan somewhere else than where you are today, okay? There's no getting around that. In any instance, it's important to check, okay? Maybe you got the random, maybe you hit the one out of 30, where your existing plan is the one that is also gonna be the most efficient in 21, that's a one in 30 chance, depending on where you live. You know, Generally speaking, there are somewhere between 25 and 30 Part D plans available. So that is for Part D. For those of you on Medicare Advantage, you have kind of an embarrassment of riches because what we have is sharply more competitive markets. And this does work in the buyer's favor. Now, you know, I can understand you may not feel like that, right? I mean, it's like, oh, great, more choices. That makes it more confusing. That said, what that means is that due to the like brutal competition in this market, what do we have? We have new entrants. You know, you, you don't need to know anything more about the market. You know, just think about 7-Eleven right? We've got new brands of competitors coming into the market. They're not exiting market. They're coming into the market. That should tell you just one thing. That tells you that in order to win your business, something of these many moving parts is changing, okay? 
that can be $0 premium existing in almost every location in the country. Lower deductibles, both for health or for drug or for both. And a lot of extra benefits, meaning richer bed benefits. What I've seen is dental and vision, light dental and vision being embedded in the original Medicare Advantage package, and then enhanced dental and vision for those of you who are trying to cut down on costs. We've got hearing aid extra benefits, travel benefits, and most importantly, what we have for me, and this is the one takeaway, is you've got PPOs now at $0. And this is very important. In It's a very important anyway. It's especially important when you're thinking about COVID and you know our crazy 2020, which that under Medicare, PPO means that out of network is any healthcare provider that accepts the federal Medicare card, the federal Medicare card, which is notably different than prior to Medicare, okay? So Dr. X, a specialist who you've been referred to, doesn't take the HMO, but does take the PPO, at least he will accept your card. And that card, you will have a higher copay because you'll have the out-of-network charge. But if they take the federal Medicare card, the card you see on your screen right now, they do accept your Medicare Advantage plan if it's a PPO. That is a certainty. Now, unfortunately, I have to report to you. Some healthcare providers wrongly tell people, we don't take this card. That's wrong. And, you know, unfortunately, they make life kind of unpleasant for people. And this is the candid reality of the way this works. And, you know, in fact, I've got persons who work for medical billing offices in different for different healthcare providers, and they themselves don't know how it works, right? They know how original Medicare works. They may know how Medigap works. We'll get to that in a moment, okay? They don't exactly know how Medicare Advantage works. All they know is this idea of in-network, out-of-network, that's it. And if out-of-network, they pretend like they don't accept the plan. That's not the case here for Medicare Advantage if that medical provider, healthcare provider, accepts the federal Medicare card. That's your key takeaway. When you think about this and you think about how much more competitive the Medicare Advantage market is, this is going to be about trying to make sure that your network is fit. And that is the most important thing when you're thinking about Medicare Advantage. First of all, I suggest that people try to stay within network or make sure that their doctors and hospitals are inside network. That is no question the cost minimizing solution. But second part of that is the idea that even if the doctor is not in network and you have a PPO, make sure that that doctor or hospital accepts original Medicare. That's your Medicare Advantage snippet for today. Now, lastly, let me talk about Medigap. Too often, even my existing clients, they send me an email saying, Jay, I've got a rate increase. Do I need to change? Should I look at the change? Should I look at a different carrier? The key takeaways to Medigap are the following. Number one, 
it does not rely on the calendar. Okay, you can change your Medigap plan at any time during the year. Now that is subject to a bunch of caveats, right? I've written a book about these caveats. Number one, if you don't have a special reason, and if you do not live in a state with special enrollment rights where you have guaranteed acceptance, then you may be subject to underwriting rules. That means medical questions. That does not mean an exam. But what it does mean is that the carriers do have the right to examine your medical records and reject your application. Okay. So while you can check on whether or not there you have the best rate, the fact of the matter is the carriers have the right to examine your medical records. Now, some people claim to me, Jay, that's not fair. You know, I thought that there was a no existing pre-existing conditions clause. That's for primary insurance, which is Medicare. But for Medigap, this is secondary insurance. That set of rules doesn't apply. Again, as like I stated at the beginning of this video, I'm not here to judge what's fair or not. I'm here to dis accurately describe to you what rules exist. So as usual, I forgot something. We need to go back to the individual marketplace for the moment, okay? November 1st through December 15th is the individual health insurance open enrollment period for now, while the Affordable Care Act is still in force. You're gonna have the unrestricted right to choose amongst medical plans. Now, a couple of things. Number one is if you want to access the APTC, Advanced Premium Tax Credit, the only way to do so is to use your state, state exchange or healthcare.gov, okay? It's important to have the calculation right. And I just got off the first presentation or a presentation with Ali Alaska regarding, you know, Medicare in that instance. But the important thing here is, as in Medicare, health insurance and the APTC is a tax credit. Okay, there's a tax credit for those persons who have particular income and based on your household size and your age. The issue is that if you overclaim, you have to pay back when you file your next tax return. And if you underclaim, meaning that you, you know, over over underreport your income, if you overreport your income rather then you would not be getting as large a premium subsidy as you might be, you know, allowed to claim. So here's the bottom line, and you can see other videos. I, I put it on their healthcare, what I've got at financial planning mistakes when considering, you know, health insurance is it's very important to get that right. Now, the second issue is there are certain dental insurance plans that you cannot access during the middle of the year. So I had <clears throat> made a lot of the fact that dental insurance has improved and many allow, you know, enrollment, you know, mid-year. However, there's still a number of plans on the exchange that only can be enrolled. You can only enroll during the health insurance open enrollment period which begins on November 1st. 
Again, the links there up on the, you know, in the text of this video, how to reach out to me to get my assistance, not going to be a problem. Be sure to send me an email and to help you get started on this important process. We're going to be running out of time. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is Medicare and the health insurance enrollment periods, the annual election period for Medicare and the individual health insurance, they are the same, but not exactly. So it kind of creates this you know, confusion and time crunch, making it very important, especially for those persons who have both. And so you can have a non-Medicare spouse along with a Medicare spouse kind of crammed in to a very specific time window, which is kind of November, basically November 1st through December 7th, which is all together five to five weeks, you know, probably three weeks shorter than is required. So anyway, they're not my rules. I'm just playing by them. That's it for today. Be sure if you've liked today's video, subscribe and like, place your comments, your questions. If you have private questions, send them to me on email. Thank you to the questions that you've already sent to me. I'm Jay. Speak with you next time.